You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, we're back with a new episode of Locked On Lions, everybody, in the Locked On Podcast Network on this a Wednesday, January 19th, and a Thursday, January the 20th. Thank you for listening and joining us, making us your first listen each and every day. Matt Derry with you. What's going on, Lions fans? Hope you're doing well. As we're on the Locked On Podcast Network, if you missed yesterday's show, Sean McDonough was fantastic. Voice of college football, college basketball, hockey on ESPN and ABC. Shawnee Mack, of course, uh, a Syracuse guy, fellow Syracuse guy, so of course uh, it was a love fest. But Sean is called Games of Michigan. He has seen Aiden Hutchinson. He's very good friends with Chris Spielman. And if you missed yesterday's show, go back and listen to it. Sean talked about the Lions, Spielman, uh, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, all of those things. And uh, you'll enjoy that conversation. On the show today, we got to get into it. Mel Kuyper's First, 1.0 mock draft. Um, Mel, uh, I'm not going to say that people wouldn't like this mock draft if it happened, but I don't think it's folks' first choice. And it definitely, in the the late first round, is not my first choice. We'll get into what Kuiper has and what he believes the Lions are going to do uh, coming up momentarily on the program. Also, ESPN.com has put out their rankings for rookies for 2021, the 2021 final rookie rankings by Jeff Legwald at ESPN.com. Um, one lion is higher than another one, and you never would have thought at the start of the year that we would say that. Where they ranked, we'll tell you coming up momentarily on the program as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Dairy. Facebook fan page. I, I want to say one thing about Lions fans uh, for a second here. The discussion on social media over the last couple days about Matthew Stafford and about the Lions and the quarterbacks and uh, all of these things over the years and, and everything else, and it's starting to die down now as we get to Wednesday, as we are at Wednesday. And of course, this weekend, Stafford at 3 o'clock on Sunday will be traveling to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady, Rams, and Bucks. Um Lions fans are a special group. You guys have been through so much, but you're there every Sunday. You're there every day, whether it's listening to the show, whether it's your your comments to me. And I, I just, I want the team to be good for you guys. I do. I think Lions fans are great. Um, you know, I was listening to Valeni and Rico yesterday. Jim Costa was in for Rico on the ticket. And Costa was talking about his most detestable fan bases, and he mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles fans and how disgusting they are, and Cowboys fans, how arrogant they are. Can't say that about Lions fans. Yeah, there's some fights in the stands in the old days at the Silverdome and everything else. And yeah, maybe Lions fans and some of you guys listening are are just overly slappied and think this team's going to be a playoff team next year. But i got to be honest, Lions fans, man, are just good football fans. They love the team. You love the... You know, it's not blind loyalty. I think when that when the, when things go bad, you're not afraid to say things are going bad. And when things are great, you're on board and you're into it. And uh, I just I hope the team can this rebuild can go faster, so that we can enjoy playoff football, so the team can get good again. 
because, uh, you know, the crowds were a little bit down this year at Ford Field. Of course, they were with the pandemic and COVID and the team sucking. But, man, I mean, just the, the reaction that I get and the response that I get from many of you that listen to the show and just running into fans, that you know, whether it's at Kroger or, or wherever, um, you know, I just I want to commend Lions fans because I think it's such a good group of fans and uh, not Johnny come lately's and. Uh, they're there, you're there, no matter what. So shout out to Lions fans. I'm rooting for you, man. I really am. And I appreciate you guys listening and, again, making us your first listen uh, every day. All right, let's start with this. Today was a big day because the Mel Kuyper 1.0 mock draft came out. And Kuyper is considered the draft expert, the draft guru, somebody who spends Saturdays in the fall looking at tape, watching these games, and really evaluates it quite well. And so when you think of, you know, NBA draft, um, you know, is there this NBA draft guru? There have been some, you know, this Mike Schmitz guy or Jonathan Givoni or any of these people. But, you know, baseball draft, uh, Jonathan Mayo, but that's not a name everybody knows. NHL draft, I don't know. But the expert when it comes to the draft, no matter what the sport, always at the top is Mel Kuyper Jr. He's done it for years. He stood the test of time. He used to have that blue draft guide. Mel Kuyper, like, draft book back in the day, and now he's a star on TV. So today he had the Jacksonville Jaguars in his mock draft 1.0 at number one, taking Aiden Hutchinson. No surprise there. At number two, he has the Lions selecting Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end from Oregon. And what Kuyper wrote about Thibodeau, uh, which I found interesting, was, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, quote, that's why it's a no-brainer to take Thibodeau or Hutchinson here. Because the Lions' defense allowed the second most points in the league. Uh, Thibodeau, who was a number one overall high school recruit, has a lead upside. His get-off at the snap is lightning quick. And though he's still developing secondary pass rush moves, he doesn't need them when he can blow by offensive tackles before they're out of their stance. Thibodeau had half as many sacks, seven, as Hutchinson this season, but he had the second-best pressure rate in the country, 17.8%. Charles Harris, who led Detroit with seven and a half sacks this season as a free agent, which make this which makes this even more of a problem position. End quote. Couple things. Number one, this is how I think it's going to go. I really do. I think Hutchinson's going to end up going number one. I think he's going to interview well. I think Jacksonville's going to love him. And while the Jaguars need a a tackle, whether it's a kid from NC State who I can't pronounce his name, or Evan Neal from Bama. I think in the end they'll take Aiden Hutchinson, and I think the Lions are going to take Thibodeau at two. Mel brings up a good point about Charles Harris. you got to bring him back. You can never have enough pass rushers. And if this team walks away from Trey Flowers and that enormous contract, which is an albatross, and if they can get Romeo Aquara healthy, you still need as many pass rushers as possible, as many guys coming off the edge that can get to the quarterback. And Charles Harris did a nice job this year. Was he good or was he Lions good? No, he was good. And for those of you that don't know the definition of Lions good, it's something I came up with many, many years ago. We perceive players to be good when they're not. They're Lions good. Louis Delmas, Lions good. There are certain guys that were on the Lions that we just, we love, you know. Oh, on Johnson, Lions good. He was never good. But there's players we overrate. Here, Like I said, Delmas is one of the ones that, that came to mind for me. Um, I'm trying to think. Jeff Backus, did he ever make a Pro Bowl? He was kind of Lions good. 
Oh, he's our left tackle. But was he ever dominant enough for a first-rounder? There's players like that all of the time. Charles Harris, I really think, is good. Is he dominant? No. Was he needed this year? Yes. Did he surprise? Absolutely. But putting Thibodeau with Oquara, with Julian Oquara, and with Charles Harris and rotating those guys, the Lions have got to get to the quarterback. Too many games this year, we didn't see enough pressure on the opposing QB. There were games they lost at the end, rushing three, even though we lawed Aaron Glenn, where they couldn't get home. So I am all for Kayvon Thibodeau at number two. I am. I think he'll be there. I think that's what the Lions will likely do. Did he have a great year? We had Sean McDonough on yesterday. Did he have a great year? No. Did he wow Sean in the, the game he did, the Oregon game that he broadcast early this season? No. But he's ready. He's quick. Speed. Lions still lack tons of athleticism and speed on that defense. And they need all the help that they can get. Now, if the Rams... If the draft started, or if the playoffs ended today and it was all just ranking the teams, the Rams would be picking at 28 and giving that pick to the Lions. Where would Detroit go at 28 in Mel Kuyper's mind? We're going to tell you that coming up next. First, Built Bar. It is the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. Many of you have made your New Year's resolution about getting fit, eating right, getting healthy. Well, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you want to eat it, and there's hardly any calories in there. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and plenty of protein, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. I love the coconut uh, brownie chunk, the cookies and cream, and you can get them at built.com. So many different flavors, so check it out. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, for 15% off at built.com. All right, so... Here we are, Lions at 28 in Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first mock draft 1.0. Where does Mel go? Is he taking a wide receiver here for the Lions? No, he's not. Is he going with another uh, defensive lineman or linebacker, safety? No. Kuyper's going quarterback, and he's taking Sam Howell out of North Carolina. I don't like this at all. This does not interest me one bit. Now, some of you are going to go, wait a minute. Matt, aren't you the one saying the Lions have to take a quarterback in this draft? Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. And I'll explain that in a second. This guy is not the answer. And I'm not taking him at 28. Kuiper writes, quote, I'm not sold on Jared Goff being Detroit's guy past 2022. So why not take a quarterback flyer here with the pick it got from the trade with the Rams? By taking Howell in round one, the Lions would get his fifth-year option, option, which means they could hand over the reins in 2023. Yes, they have a lot of needs, but if they think they can get their future starting signal caller, they should pounce. End quote. couple of things. Number one, uh, we've talked about Sam Howell a little bit on this podcast. I can read you the stats. I can talk about that he's a little bit small and not 
you know, he's got Baker Mayfield type height and size. Sam Howell didn't have a good year. Going into this season, the talk was, oh man, Sam Howell's going to be right up there for what, you know, he's Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler. Look out for these guys being a top five pick. Rattler is going back to school and transferred out of, out of Oklahoma. And here's Howell at the end of the first round. How many quarterbacks, and don't tell me about Aaron Rodgers, I'm well aware. How many quarterbacks not named Aaron Rodgers got drafted at 28 and you were penciling them in as Kuiper writes, handing over the reins in 2023? He's not that good. I said yesterday and the day before, BMH, bring Malik here. I'd rather see Malik Willis because I think he's a little bit more athletic. And I think for 2022, you can put a package of plays for him out there and have the defense on their toes a little bit, similar to what San Francisco had in place for Trey Lance at the start of the year uh, before he got hurt. And then, you know, Garoppolo got hurt. Lance had to play regardless i just not that big of a Howell fan. I think Willis is better. In this mock draft, Willis goes 11. But let me ask you this. Denver needs a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. The Giants need a quarterback. And in this mock draft, they don't take one. In, at number seven in this mock, the, the Giants take David Ojabo from Michigan. So if Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett or Malik, or any of these quarterbacks were really good, wouldn't quarterback-needy teams in the first round be taking these guys? They're not. That scares me a little bit. When you really need a quarterback, and if there's a good one there, you take one. This almost seems like a, yeah, yeah I mean, we, 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 we could use a quarterback. Something for the few. So take it later. I'd rather Bailey Zappi in the second or third round, or Carson Strong in the second round than Sam Howell in the first round. This team has much bigger needs. Took Kayvon Thibodeau at two. Got to get a receiver at 28. Wasting the 28th pick on a quarterback that's iffy, I'm not doing it. I'm not a Howell fan. I don't think he's that good. I thought he regressed. I know his offensive line was bad. I know he was running for his life, and he was sacked like 30 times this year. But size, accuracy, I got issues. And at 28, I'm not taking Sam Howell. Now, Sam Howell's still there, and it's the mid to late second round, and the Lions still like him, and they want to package some picks to move up and get him in the second or third, fine. But at 28, no, I'm not doing that. They have bigger needs. They do need to take a quarterback, not because they need to replace Jared Goff right away. And I'm not that big of a Goff fan. This team needs a backup quarterback, and they finally need to take somebody young to develop them. Tim Boyle is not the answer as the backup, and neither is David Blau. But I'd rather get a backup quarterback and a young guy to develop later, unless it's Malik Willis. I'd take Willis at 28 because I think he's better than Howell. And I think he could help next year. I don't think Sam Howell could help in any capacity next year. Your thoughts on this? Ed Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter and at Locked On Lions. So that's that's where I stand on this. I'd much rather have a Chris Olave at 28. 
the receiver from Ohio State. I think he'll be there. Jamison Williams off a torn ACL, I'd rather have that. I think he can recover from that than Sam Howell. So that's where I'm at with that pick. I just, it doesn't thrill me. And his name is being bandied about. And yes, the Lions are going to get a chance to see him up close at the Senior Bowl. That's great. Maybe they fall in love with him. I don't know. But right now, I'd take Willis over Howell at 28. I wouldn't take Howell at 28. How the Lions do draft-wise this past year? ESPN's rookie rankings are out for the end of the season. We'll tell you about those coming up next. How about the bet online? Wishing you a happy betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond here in the NFL. Plus, you can bet bet on NBA and NHL. You like the Pistons tonight against Swipe of the Fox and Sacra Tomato? You can put some money down at betonline.ag. They remain the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. It's easy. And you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get started. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Live betting, if a game starts and you're late, hop on betonline.ag and do that live bet. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with you. Hope everybody's doing well on this uh, Wednesday evening. Oh, man. Wasn't that cold out there today? Wasn't that bad? But it would be nice to see the sun one of these days. All right. NFL rookie rankings from ESPN.com. Jeff Legwald, ESPN senior writer, ranked all the rookies from this past season. Um, top 10, just missed and under the radar. Here's your top 10. Micah Parsons, Mac Jones, Rashawn Slater, Creed Humphrey, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts at 6, Pat Sertan at 7, Jalen Waddell, Jeremiah Awusu-Koromoa. Oh, God. I love him so much. And at number 10, Javon Holland, the safety from Miami. Not a single lion makes the top 10. A little disappointing. Just missed. Nate Hobbs, Devontae Smith, Javante Williams, Christian Barmore, Najee Harris, Amon Ross St. Brown, Panay Sewell, back-to-back Leos, and Greg Newsom. Keep an eye on Sam Cosme, Nick Bolton, Odafi, Owe, Oa, whatever, Trevor Lawrence, Asante Samuel Jr., Quiddy Pay, Baron Browning, Aziz Ejulari, Eli, Elijah Mitchell, Jalen Phillips, Rondale Moore, Trey Smith, Aleem McNeil of the Lions, Pete Warner, Pat Fryermuth, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, Trayvon Morig, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Davis Mills. There you go. Two Lions in the just-missed category 
and one lion in the keep an eye on category. Number one, a little disappointing. We didn't see Levi own Zarike, but that's not disappointing on the writer. That's disappointing on the player. That's number one. Number two, I would have put Amon Ra St. Brown in the top ten ahead of both Holland, who was very good, and JOK. And you know how much I love Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Love him as just a rover out there. I really think Amon Ra had a great year. Finished with 90 or more receiving yards in each of his final four games of the season with 100-yard games in the last two. He caught at least eight passes in each of the final six games of the year. Big-time production from Amon Ross St. Brown. Panay Sewell, that's disappointing too. And that's not disappointing because of the uh, author again, but of the player. Because you look at it and go, wait a minute. Panay Sewell was taken before Rashawn Slater, and the Chargers left tackle finished third. Third! Creed Humphrey, center, Kansas City, was taken ahead of uh, Panay Sewell, or taken after Panay Sewell, drafted 63rd overall. So Sewell was taken 7th and is a really good football player, but didn't crack the top 10. Legwald writes, quote, Sewell missed the season finale but showed plenty of resiliency after some early season struggles when he moved to left tackle in place of the injured Taylor Decker. Fine. Panay Sewell is a good football player. Um, I think we're getting caught up in the fact that the Lions passed on Micah Parsons, who finished first, and Rashawn Slater, who finished third. And it's very easy to say, well, that's just SOL. That's same old Lions. Micah Parsons is amazing. And I don't think any of us thought in a million years he would be that good. The guy had 13 sacks, three forced fumbles, and 84 tackles as a rookie. He was amazing. I don't think, though, with his past, with the hazing, and all of that thing, the things that were on his rap sheet in college, don't think the Lions were going to take him. Do the Lions need a Micah Parsons? Yes, in a big way. In a big way. And we might, five, ten years from now, be saying, Man, Panay Sewell turned out to be pretty good, but oh my gosh, I can't believe they passed on Micah Parsons, who went five picks after Sewell. Slater went six picks after, after Sewell. And the guy was terrific. Slater was. No love for Sewell? I wouldn't go that far. Thank goodness he made the tier two just missed list. If he wouldn't have been, that's an issue. But if you really look at the Lions right now, their offensive line next year with Decker at left tackle, Jackson at left guard, Ragnow at center, Vitae at right guard, and Sewell at right tackle is a top 10 offensive line. And Sewell puts the icing on the cake because he's the youngest guy on that line. He had a good year. They moved him around. I'm not sure they thought early in the season he would uh, just stay at left tackle forever. Now he's back at right tackle. And he's a good football player. But I thought St. Brown should have made the top 10. Cool, though, that the Lions had three players at least mentioned. That shows Brad Holmes did something right. And that's not something we usually say about a Lions executive, do we? All right. That's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. Tomorrow, Dane Brugler's 
two-round mock draft will be discussed on this very show. Join us tomorrow.